You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. You can uh, tell by the little word, my, that Psalm 19 and 14 was personal to David. He talks about let the words of my mouth when he starts out the verse. And then he, he closes the verse saying, oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer, personal verse. And in order for you to trust God fully, you have to have a personal relationship with him. It has to be so personal to where you know he's going to, to do exactly what, what he said. People quote scripture uh, because they have memorized or, or studied it and they're good at saying Things in reference to the scripture that they quote. But sadly, you have some that quote scripture and know how to talk about a scripture, but do not have a personal relationship with the Lord. When it's personal, you just know certain habits. Certain things that a person does. When, when it's personal, even when you're going through a period of, of delay, you're, you're not worrying about the delay because it, you know the person so good to where you say, well, it ain't, it ain't happened yet, but it, it, it is going to happen because I know him. I know he's going to do what, what he said. That's how we need to be about God to where when we ask him something, we don't have to wonder whether he's going to do it or not. Our relationship with him is so personal to where we, we know he's going to do it. It should be so personal to where you even know certain things you need to do in order to get God to show forth his, his hand or his power. You have to have a personal relationship with him because if you don't, you'll jump ship. You'll be praying, asking God for something, but if it does not happen on your timetable, you'll look for an alternative. But when it's personal, you, you, don't, you don't just look at the time and wonder. You know that, hey, it hasn't been three days, but he's still gone. Nothing has manifested yet, but he's still going to do it. And again, your reason is personal and you, 
you know him. You start thinking positive when, when things are not happening about God because you know him. Well, I know he's going to heal me because he's not a liar. I know he's going to show up and, and, and show out because that's what he, he promised. And he has never let me down. And, it, and it's never going to be a first time that he's going to let me down because he can do anything. Save, fail. It's personal. And I love the fact that here in Psalm uh, 19 and 14 that David chose two words in reference to letting us know who God is to him. If you'll notice in the latter part of the verse, he, he deems him first my strength. Strength is a reference to not only the omnipotence of God, but contextually it's a reference to God being a refuge. A person of protection. And of course, you know when you talk about God, you, you have to include all that pertains to him. Not only is God a refuge, but his church is a place, a refuge. I love uh, Proverbs 14, 26. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. And his children, children for the proper ones, shall have a place of refuge. That means when, when you really know who God is, you know he's going to protect you from danger seen and unseen, known and Unknown. He is your strength. He is your refuge, a very present help in time of trouble. And again, that, that, that's who he was personally to David. But can we leave the page and, and, and let somebody know he person is personal to me too? He's my strength as well. But George just talked about how God is, has been his strength. Even though he'd been going through it, he'd been moving forward for one reason. Because of the Lord. Say to somebody, can't nobody do you like Jesus. Now say it to walk away. Can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like. But he went on and say he is my redeemer. Not only strength, but my redeemer. A redeemer is someone that, that looks at your situation and recognizes that you are in, in trouble. You need some help. You need some, some things to be done. You need things done that you're not capable of doing on your own. And so the Redeemer steps in and first delivers you 
pulls you out of your predicament or situation. And then the Redeemer does not stop from just pulling you out. The Redeemer then changes your life for the better. And that's what the Lord did for us. He redeemed us from sin. <laughs> Woo, we were wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in sin. Didn't have the capacity to get out, but God said, I, I, I can use that boy. I can use that girl. She all tied up, but, but I'm going to use my finger. And I'm going to pull her out of her predicament so she can be a testimony, a witness for my glory and my goodness. How many know he redeemed you? But get this, even as a child of God, you need to understand that he is still a redeemer. I said he is still a redeemer. I, I got to show you this. Go with me to the book of Job. Lord have mercy. Woo, Job, Job was a righteous man, just man, but he got in a situation where he needed God's help because he was in something that was bigger than him. How many know we get, it, we get in things that we, we just need him to come? Notice what Job states in Job 19 and 25. For I know, look how personal this is. For I know that my Redeemer lives and he shall stand at last on the earth. Now he said this in the midst of what he was going through. He knew that his, his Redeemer lived and that he was going to stand. He was going to take control of what was going on with him. And God is yet taking control. Notice it was prophetic. To Job, it was prophetic for him personally at the present, but it was prophetic in reference to Job speaking what God was going to do for others who know that he is, in truth, their redeemer. I know he is my redeemer. I know when I'm, I know when I'm in something that I can't get myself out of, God will come to my rescue. Won't he rescue you? Won't God come and pull you out? Won't God turn a bad report completely around? Won't God give you a creative miracle? Won't God do what money can't do? Won't he do what people can't do? I know. My redeemer lives. Ooh, I done left Job 19 and 25. I'm talking personally. I know my Redeemer lives. Who going through something right now? Come on, just touch yourself and say, I know my Redeemer lives. I know he going to help me. I know he going to make my life better. I know he even doing something that, that I'm not aware of now. I, I don't have omniscience. I don't know all he's doing right now, but I know he's touching me. I know he's moving. I know he's doing something, even though I'm not fully conscious of it. You got to know when you get to going through something, God is working on your case. 
even though you can't see it with your eyes he's yet moving on your behalf you got to know that in the midst of hard trouble that God is yet doing for you what needs to be done. How can you say that preacher? Because of the promise I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm going to be with you always. Always. Yeah, even when you go and do something Walker, I'm going to be right there. Even when folk think they got the upper hand on you don't you even sweat it. I'm going to be right there. I know my redeemer lives and he gonna stand he gonna manifest his presence he gonna manifest his wish he gonna manifest his better oh he gonna manifest his better why he lives Or be asking crazy questions that don't know God. Where was God in all this? You think God can help? But when you have that personal relationship, when you know he's your strength, when you know he's your redeemer, you don't have to ask crazy questions. You can be talking, you can be talking deliverance in the midst of warfare. You can be turning in victory in the midst of chaos. Why? You know he is your strength and your redeemer. You know that. You know that. And so David Knowing how particular God was, he was careful when it, when it came to making sure that what he thought, said, and did before him was acceptable. He wanted it to be acceptable. He didn't want to just have do anything when it came to his personal God. You, you, you know how some, some folk just, just come to church and they just do a little something and, and they think they done done something. But when your relationship with him is personal and, and you know how he likes stuff. You make it your business to make sure it's acceptable. It's got to be acceptable. I'm not just going to sing the song that, that we've been assigned to sing. I, I, I'm going to sing it to the glory of God. I'm not just going to church just to go. I'm going to church so God can feed me. I'm hurting and I'm not just going to make it to church just to sit down. If God pushes me to praise him, I'm going to praise him even though my knee is hurt. I'm going to praise him even though I've been going through something in my belly and my chest. I'm still going to give him the praise because I know God. is looking for something acceptable. It's got 
to be acceptable to him. And you have to understand when it comes to something being acceptable to God, it first of all suggests that it's right. It's just got to be right. If you're going to come to him, you got to come right. Second, you have to come to him in faith if it's going to be acceptable. For Hebrews 11 and 6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him i gotta come right and i gotta come according to the word in order to receive from him because i understand that he honors faith but also faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of god and i gotta take it further because i just can't hear from any old body he said i needed to hear from somebody that done been sent or anointed by him. I got to get a sent word, an anointed word. I got to get a word that when I put it before God, it's as a sweet scent. It's as a sweet savor before him, precious and pleasing in his sight. And lastly, when it's acceptable, it's praise worthy. Even if it's a sacrifice, it's going to be praise worthy. I'm going to make sure that it's giving him glory. I'm not just going to dance just to dance, even though I can't dance. I got to dance to the point to where is praise worthy. Has to be accepted. And so he talks about two things in reference to what he wants acceptable. I'm going to deal with these things and I'm going to be done. I'm going to reverse the things that he talked about in, in the text. He wanted the meditation of his heart to be acceptable. He wanted the meditation of his heart to be acceptable. Simple definition for meditation is focus thoughts. Your thoughts are focus. And, and, and I'm saying it as, as if there's something easy to do. But it can be a battle to focus on just one thing. It can be a battle just to focus on the things of God. You got enemies that don't want you to think the way God desires you to think. 
But a child of God has to be a person of meditation or a person that knows how to focus on the things of God, especially in turbulent times. Somebody getting on your last nerve. And, and, and so in one sense, what's coming to your mind, you ought to just cuss them out. You know you put the little 22 in your dashboard. And you know that axe you use to cut down that little tree is still in your trunk. And, and so you have these things that, that, that's coming against your mind. But the Holy Spirit is telling you to focus on one thing. And, and the more you try to focus on what the Holy Spirit is telling you to focus on, the more you got opposition coming from the right, from the left. And then somebody walks up and starts talking something. So, so now you, you got four things that's trying to pull at your mind. But get this, even when you have multiple things trying to get you to submit to their ways, you still, child of God, have the capacity to focus on just one thing. You got to learn to eliminate all the stuff. But you still have the capacity to just meditate on what God is leading you to meditate on. I like what Paul said in Romans 12 and 2. He said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove or know what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Paul was just let it, letting saints of God know you, you, just, you just got to be to the point to where you are willing to just change. Change. Just allow transformation to take place. How do you do that? In one sense, you just start ignoring stuff. That's so simple. God, God. but say to your neighbor, some, some stuff you can eliminate simply by ignoring it. Women got that down pat because women know how to ignore. Whether it's a male or a female, a, a woman know how to just ignore him. Oh, she just talking. Just keep on. We ain't even worried about that. Just, just, just keep on. We ain't even going to let that interfere with what we're doing. Just, just keep on. Unless you feel more comfortable going in the corner talking about it. But that don't bother me. Some things you just have to ignore. You don't need to give certain things the time of day. Just ignore it. And, and then some things you, you just got to put value on. If this worth me thinking about, this man unslapped me all over the room and, and I'm sitting here thinking about, should I take him back? You, 
she ain't treated me right in six months and, 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 I'm, and I'm trying to think should I take her back and she been low down six months say your neighbor sir things just ain't even worth no time even considering what do you value whatever you're going to think on you got to value it you got to look at it as valuable the reason I can focus on the word of God is because it's valuable to me but if it's not valuable to you if it does not have first place in your life you won't put it first See, you got the capacity, and, and I see I'm going to have to go at y'all another way Woo, to, to really make this thing clear. Let, let, let me just go back a little bit. I, I think I can go back, and it's going to help everybody out. You remember the first time you fell in love? <laughs> uh -uh, it could have just been infatuation. But even though you at the grocery store just getting stuff out, guess who on your mind? Woo! Guess who on your mind? You at the basketball game and, and, and for, what's going on with you? You at like you somewhere? I am. Where you at? I'm in love. <laughs> it could keep that, that love could, or that infatuation could keep you focused no matter where you were at the time. Yeah. And when you're in love with Jesus, it's the same way. Doctor giving you a bad report, but your mind on Jesus. Doctor said, did you hear me, miss? Yeah, I heard you, but I was listening to him too. Yeah, I heard what you said, but he, he telling me something else. So I'm going to listen to what he said. And I'll get back with you. Just give me another appointment. I'll get back with you later on. But it's just him, right? Say to your neighbor, you do have the capacity to focus. You just have to do it. Ignore some things. And whatever you value, that's what you start focusing on. And then allow the transformation of the major change to just come into being. Yeah. I, I, I have been going through something and something would hit me and it would be a real negative feeling. But then the Holy Spirit would just drop. But God moved for you the last time. And immediately I just... Ignore that feeling that just hit me and said, he did move for me the last time. He did cause things to turn in my favor the last time. But the only way I could allow the Holy Spirit to just cause me to ignore that is because of how valuable what he says is to me. Say to your neighbor, whatever has value. Is the thing that you're going to focus on. And even when there are things that come at you 
I mean hard. If you still value God, you still put him first. It may, it may take two or three days of wrestling with a particular thing or things. But eventually, your mind will be focused on the things of God. I got to show you something. Go with me to Psalm uh, 119. Oh, that Y'all stay with me. Woo, Psalm 119. And 99. Woo, y'all hear me? Psalm 119 and 99. This, this is so powerful. Y'all, y'all better brace yourself. This, this is powerful right here. You'll think this man bragging, but he's just being honest. Notice Psalm 119 and 99. He says, I have more understanding than all my teachers. He ain't bragging. Now notice why. He has more understanding. For your testimonies or my meditation. His teachers taught him, gave him knowledge and understanding. But he went to a level that his teachers never had been on. When he started meditating on the testimonies of God. And it gave him a complete, completely different understanding of things, even more so than what he had been, he had been taught. That's powerful, isn't it? But if you look at you think, man, he arrogant. He got a bad attitude. No, he, he just he he just recognizes that when you meditate. On that which comes from an omnipotent and omniscient God. What your human teachers have taught you is just not going to compare. Every folk look at you funny when you tell them what well, God going to move from. He's he going to bless me with this. They look at you like, I make $2 more than you. How, he, how you going to get that? I make $2 more and I can't get it. See, they don't have the understanding. They don't have the understanding that when you do right by God, God will open up windows, pour you out, blessing you ain't got no room to receive. How in the world he, he think he going to do such and such and, and here I am, I, I got more than him and I... I It's folk in your family right now don't understand, don't understand you. And the biggest reason is because of the wisdom that God has imputed into your being. In reference not only to the scripture, but in reference to who he is and what he came to do for you. I tell folk the reason I'm blessed is because of why God came. John 10, 10, the thief comes not before the steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus said, I came. I came that you walk, might have life, and that more abundantly. And guess what? I never fought him about that. I didn't fight him about that. He told me he want me to have life and have my, well, let it happen. 
You want me to have it? And guess what, Lord? I want it. I want it. I want it. And when folks see that I, I'm, I have abundant life, I ain't got no problem letting them know, look, he came to give, it, give me this. I got it because he came to give it to me. I ain't fighting what he wants. See, some folks fight it. Yeah, they do. Some folks fight it. God trying to bless you with something, but in your mind, I can't afford that. He didn't ask you that. He trying to bless you with this. When you, when, when you meditate on his testimonies, you'll understand it's not about what you can do. It's about who he is and what he wants to do for you. I'm going to ask y'all one question. I got to move on. Could Israel, literally speaking, when they came out of Egypt, afford the promised land? Well, why did they get it? Because that's what he wanted them. I got to drop something else on you. Malachi 3 and 6, God changes. Hold on. Hebrews 13 and 8, Jesus Christ the same. But see, when your mind is focused on what it needs to be focused on, you understand it and you won't fight what God wants to do in your life. When you understand that he wants to heal you, you won't fight him. You won't be wondering if he's going to do it. You will know, look, with his stripes, I'm healed. If he don't do it here, he's going to do it in glory. You ain't going to fight it. You just going to. Except Secondly, David also of the psalmist also wanted his words to be acceptable. Let the words of my mouth, meditation of my heart, be acceptable. In your sight. When you're looking at me, I want you to recognize that what I'm uttering to you, uttering in public or in private, is acceptable. You gotta watch what you say. Proverbs 18 and 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue and he who loves or uses the tongue shall eat his fruit situations will, will, will arise to try to make you say what you have no business saying as you mature in God you, you got to learn to master your words you, you got to learn to be what James said slow to speak but swift to hear. I said you got to be slow to speak. But swift to hear. Got to watch what you say. If you can kill yourself with your own mouth. Ruin yourself with your own mouth. It's folks that could have had certain things except they allowed their mouth to kill it. The words were not accept, but she don't think I can bless her. So let me take that thing that I was going to give her and see if Walker can talk right so I can give it to him. 
See, if God promises to release something to a child of God, he's going to keep his promise. Now, you ask for it, but when you get to acting crazy and talking crazy and, and, and God see that what you're saying is not acceptable, he'll take what he was going to give you and give it to somebody else. And y'all know I love you, but I don't want you to have my stuff. Woo, I, I thought I was going to get some help. Say your name, I love you too. But I don't want you to have my stuff. They used to have this song, what God has for me is for me. That's partially true. Unless you get to thinking and talking. And then you kill it. You got to watch what comes out of your mouth. Death and in the power of words. I'm going to be able to give $100,000 a year. I said that years ago when I didn't have anything. It's happening right now. Oh, it's been happening for years. Some of y'all, well, some did know it. But you have to say stuff out of your mouth because that's what God puts in your heart. If I could just make $50,000, I'd be all right. And when you get on 50, if you don't change them word, you will stay at 50. Well, I know he make, he make $1,000 a day. That's what he want to make. But I don't really need a 1000 a day like, like him. If, if I can just get a 1000 a week, I'd be good. Why not, why not go ahead and, and say, God, if you want to do a thousand or more a day, do it so not only I can take care of my stuff, but can help widows, help children, help this person, help that person, help, help mothers who the government has the audacity to only give $373.13 a month. Bless me so I can help somebody that needs some help. Bless me so I can help somebody. And in the process, they can see you. Proverbs 18 21 is right. Death and life are in the power of the and you got to watch how you use your tongue. And all of us have been guilty. I remember, I remember saying, man, if I could only make about such and such an hour, I'll have it made. And I got there and guess what? Didn't have it made. <laughs> Didn't have it made. You have to allow God to put in your being what to say. That's the reason we got scripture. The scripture will teach you how to talk. Woo, I said the scripture will teach you how to talk. 
Scripture have, have you bringing tithes and offerings, bringing God his tithes and offerings. You ain't got a dime in your pocket, but you'll leave saying, you know what, I'm rich. Why? You done got in your being Proverbs 10 and 22. The blessings of the Lord, get this, makes. I said it makes one what? He going to create it. He going to cause it to happen. You may not have a, a, a pot to twill in nor a yard to throw it out in, but he going to make you rich. Why? You're doing what causes the blessings. Bring all the tithes and the offering into the storehouse so there'll be meat in my house. If I will not open up the windows of heaven, pour you out such a blessing. One, you won't even have room to put it. See, God been pouring out one blessing on me for years. He just been, all right, hold up for a minute. We're going to give him some more next month. Oh, here we go. Get, open, go ahead and pour it. It's 2023. He's going to meet a little bit more. Go ahead and pour some more. Now, don't stop yet. Keep pouring. A little bit longer. Keep pouring. You know, Walker like being a blessing to folks. You just keep. You have to watch what you say out of your mouth. Lord have mercy. I got to close it. Let's go to uh, Psalm 34. Y'all stay with me. Psalm 34. How many are receiving? Now remember, we, we ought to watch what we say out of our mouth. That David wanted acceptable words to come out of his what? Notice Psalm 34 and 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. You, your hallelujah should go further than the sanctuary. Your thank you, Jesus. Should be a part of your work day. You should prophesy to yourself sometime. Better is here. From me. And it's going to keep coming. His praise. Shall. Continually help me be in my mouth. I'm going to bless him. How often? At all times. You should be meditating on it and, and then it just come out of your mouth. You run it, you run it the machine or whatever, or you on your computer at work and then all of a sudden what come out of your mouth? Thank you, Jesus. You ain't just going to say grace before you eat. When you, when, when you start cutting up that steak and put, put a piece of it in your mouth, hallelujah. Thank you for this steak, God. Show sure is good. 
This praise shall be where? You get, you get a bill you wasn't expecting. Woo! This is a job for Jesus. <laughs> Woo! Work on it, Jesus. Will he work on it? Oh, yeah. Next thing you know, somebody giving you some money. You got to continually let come out of your mouth things that glorify or bless your God. Why? Death and are in the power of the One last scripture. Let's go to Psalm 49. Lord have mercy. Somebody waiting on the big day, but we already having the big day. This is the big part of the day. Let's go, to, let's go to Psalm 49. Did I already say that? Notice verse 3 of Psalm 49. And notice how this just ties in with the first clause of uh, Psalm 19 and 14. My mouth shall speak wisdom. And the meditation of my heart shall give understanding. He's going to be a blessing to somebody. My mouth shall speak Knowledge and understanding. Now we also could go to scripture because Solomon the proverb writer tells us when, when wisdom or knowledge begins, it happens because of the fear of God. When you start reverencing God, that's when you really start receiving wisdom. And knowledge. Now you get knowledge when, when, when you go to school, whether it's elementary, uh, middle, high school, or college. But when you get into the things of God, that's when you start receiving omniscience. Knowledge you can't get from the school. Insight you can't get from an investor. It only, it, there are certain things that only come when you start reverencing God. Why is that? That's how he ordained. And, and Amos was clear in Amos 3 and 7. Surely the Lord God will do nothing unless he revealed his, his secrets which come from his wisdom, his omniscience, unto his servants, the prophets. He told you to do that? He ain't no doctor. Yeah, but the one who made doctors told him. 
no expert. Yeah, but the one who told him. Get this. Paul, Paul couldn't even, he, he didn't know nothing about no ship. In reference to uh, what a captain knew. And the captain had to let him know, hey, I, I'm, a, I'm a captain. I know about this boat, this ship. I know what we need to do and what we don't need to do. And Paul tried to tell him, look, an angel of God told me that you don't need to do such and such. And so finally, the, the man with his expertise, he had expertise. He pulled out anyway. And everything Paul told him was going to happen, it happened. And Paul just, he was quiet for a minute, but he had to say it. I told you, you should have listened to me. Now, everything I told you that my God said was going to happen, it done happened. Captain couldn't say a word. But guess what he did? He made sure that did nothing happen to Paul. Because he knew it's something about this man that's different. And so you got to understand something. When, when, when God gives you wisdom, which equates knowledge and understanding about a situation or a circumstance, it does not matter what the experts say. It's really true that God has the final say. That's true. That, that's not no plaything. That's not no fairy tale. That's, that's real. And that's the reason I, I, I encourage you every time you make sure that, that you listen to what God says, no matter who done put something on the table, because he has the final say. And I'm done. Let's get the Lord a hand of praise.